Hey, welcome to the Ministry Minds Podcast. My name is Ben White. I am your host. I'm super excited that you are joining us today for our episode. If you don't know what the Ministry Minds Podcast is, the Ministry Minds Podcast is where we get to have practical, down-to-earth conversations with our guests on the topics of life, leadership, and ministry. Since that is my genre, that's where I'm at. Uh, That's what we're podcasting about. Our goal is to be a blessing and encouragement to you as you seek to become all that God has for you to be in whatever area of life God has put you. And I hope the podcast today uh, is a blessing to you. Hope it challenges your thinking and encourages you and ultimately just strengthens you in your faith. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast today, uh, if you could do us a huge favor, head on over to your favorite podcasting app and uh, rate and review the podcast. That would be a great blessing. It really does help get these conversations out in front of more people, and uh, I would be super grateful for it. Uh, But if you're anything like me, you've probably already skipped over this part of the episode. So (laughs) it's just just being real. Uh, But honestly, it will be a huge blessing to me, and you'll be glad you did it. Um, Actually, we got Mike here today, Mike Strofe. And Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Ben. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, great to have you on the podcast. Mike went over and he rated and reviewed the podcast. I did. Because I was sitting right next to you. Exactly right. Yeah, (laughs) we were actually having this conversation and you were, I was telling you, and I I meant to say this anyways, you know, and thanking you for putting the podcast together and being in ministry myself. I always go back and check and see, you know, who did Ben interview, what topics would help me out. And we were sitting there having the conversation, right? And I, and you mentioned, Hey, did you rate and review? And I said, (laughs) I think I skipped over that section. I don't say that to all my guests. Mike is my cousin, so I felt the liberty to uh, say that to him. I also said that to my dad, but he doesn't even know how to get on podcasts, so uh, I gave him a pass on that, but I was sitting right next to him. And That's right. <laughs> you didn't force me to, but did you did not. ask me. I did not. It but was, yeah. hey, I call that positive peer pressure. That's right. That's exactly right. It's better to force me to do that than other things, but uh, I, do, I, I really do mean that, Ben, and I meant to... Make sure that I say that, um, that I, I appreciate the podcast, and I am a subscriber of the Ministry Minds podcast, and uh, there have been several episodes that have been very helpful uh, for me, and I appreciate you taking the time, and we don't see all the work that goes into it. We just kind of see the end product, but thank you for taking the time and putting all that stuff together for us, and uh, yeah, I think you're a blessing to more people than you know, so I appreciate that. Praise the Lord. Hey, it is so good to have Mike Strofe with us. So a little bit. Uh, about what's going on right now in the context of this uh, podcast and how Mike ended up on the podcast. Uh, We are currently sitting in a camper trailer (laughs) up in northern Michigan. Right now it's actually getting pretty hot because we turned the AC off so the mics didn't pick it up. Outside of this trailer there is a campfire. There are about 30 teenage guys uh, rummaging around the campsite, eating donuts. They literally, they eat donuts nonstop, (laughs) 24 hours a day. Donuts. Before we came here, one guy went and got 15 pounds of gummy worms to bring. Unbelievable. (laughs) I saw several kids eating Mike and Ike's for breakfast this morning, so I don't know. You can tell that it's, you can tell it's late in the week. It's Friday, right? They're ready to go home. It's our last day. Uh, My voice is so scratchy from yelling at the guys, not in like angry ways. We just, you know, we go tubing down the river, softball. Uh, we're going dune climbing today, and my voice is just shot by the end of the week every time. So that's why I might sound a little scratchy. Uh, 
Uh, but man, it is good. Good to have him here. And that's the great thing about podcasting, man. You could do this stuff anywhere. That's right. I saw these one, uh, these two guys. They did a podcast. Um, uh, they grabbed the box because things are so portable now. They did a podcast. Um, where were they? They were on a subway train in New York. Wow. And they were just sitting there on the train doing the podcast. Everybody's just sitting there looking at them, enjoying the. Ben, I have to be honest with you. That might be a better situation than we're sitting in right That's now. True. I don't know. That is true. It's definitely getting stifling. We're all a little burnt and charred from the sun. It's been mid to upper 80s, pure sunshine, and all of our activities have been outside. But man, it's been great. Mike came up. Uh, as our guest speaker this week and uh, we've just really been enjoying uh, Mike's insights from God's word the boys have said on multiple occasions what a blessing and men that we have here have said what a blessing your teaching has been so Mike thank you for coming up and uh, I, I always love to use these as opportunities to interview our guests as you know they're able to come and and you and I drove up here about a three-hour trip and uh, we just had a great time of conversation and through our uh, conversation on the way up here to the campground um, we decided I decided man he'd be a great person to interview and one of the things that we talked about is the idea of wearing multiple hats in ministry and uh, doing multiple things and and uh, as anyone in ministry probably can relate with this idea and so we're just gonna flesh out that idea a little bit here today so Mike why don't you go ahead and tell us where you serve right now and kind of uh, what your life's all involved maybe maybe um, a summary quick summary of how you got to where you're at today at the church you serve at no yeah I appreciate that uh, been in ministry now for just over 10 years and uh, graduated from Bible college with a degree uh, as assistant pastor. And I think all going through college, I had planned on being a youth pastor. Ben, I know you are a youth pastor and you get that sensation right when you're in college. And it's like, how great to be a youth pastor. Right. You just get to hang out with teens and do yeah. youth activities, <laughs> right. you know, all the time. Uh, but as I was graduating and uh, was able to serve uh, my first ministry position. I realized that wasn't what the Lord had for me and uh, served out in California uh, for eight years and uh, actually served for my father-in-law and, and at that place as well, wore multiple hats uh, in ministry. And it was uh, the Lord almost just uh, like a you know, uh, daylight just coming to me in a, in a certain day during my devotions and kind of told us that, you know, we were to move on and then almost the story of Abraham that God was going to kind of show us where we were supposed to go and had other plans for us and nothing was wrong. Uh, nothing happened, uh, but the Lord was moving us on. And uh, through a series of events, we ended out serving uh, now in Louisville, Kentucky at uh, Shawnee Baptist Church and a renowned church. Uh, they've got Indian Creek Baptist Camp and they've had a youth conference now for the last many years and uh, serving there with Pastor Steve Frost. And uh, we have been out there now for just over two years. Amen. So God's kind of taking you on a journey. Obviously, we could do three episodes of a podcast about right. all the lead up to that. Uh, he's given some of his testimony here. And as I'm sure many of us can relate, uh, maybe at times uh, following God, running from God, and just kind of how God has uh, his grace and mercy on our own lives, bringing us to where we're at. Uh, but you're now at Shawnee Baptist Church. Hey, let me ask you this. What are some of the responsibilities and things that you're in charge of there? Sure. Uh, I would say that the probably overall largest responsibility would be that of uh, being over the Christian Day School, mm. the principal administrator. And uh, that school there, again, has kind of a, a renowned um, 
Uh, been around for quite a while and uh, almost, I think they said, uh, close to 40 years, but just through the different certain uh, circumstances, they had to close the school down. And so the school was closed down for a little while, and then we reopened the school three years ago, uh, really from scratch, kind of rebranded everything. And uh, this year we're going to be up close to 100 students. Wow, and so awesome. uh, overseeing the day school there, uh, preschool through 12th grade. Uh, I also teach a young couples class each week uh, for our Sunday school, and obviously that it, everything, and I'm not going to dive into all of the details with that, but you're talking about activities and schedules and uh, follow-ups and letters and all of that uh, with your class, and then uh, I oversee our discipleship program on Wednesday nights, and once again, you're, you're set up in your recruitment, your tracking of who's going through it, uh, ordering books and things like that, uh, and then uh, also oversee what we call Ben our MVP list and really what that is is it's a way to track and assimilate people into the church once they visit and Mm. we've got a certain system and spreadsheet that we really have filled out and it assigns visitors uh, to certain staff members to make sure that they are being followed up with and it's a way for kind of uh, accountability uh, but then also a way to make sure that we're getting these people who have given of their time uh, to come to visit us to make sure that they're being followed up with and put into the right life stage uh, Bible class yeah. to make sure that they are um, trying to be faithful. Uh, then we start obviously with membership and our salvation and baptism and membership and discipleship. And those are the four keys that we push for everybody. So I'm over kind of just tracking that. Uh, and that's really on an everyday kind of basis. And then there's church events. And that's like everybody else, right? Your couples retreats, your youth conferences. And right. there are things that uh, I help oversee along with um, several of our other staff members. So uh, clearly you have uh, multiple areas of responsibility. Right. Uh, which one's your favorite? And, and listen, I know this can actually change over time. Sure. Right? So like, for example, me, um, I am the youth pastor. Uh, but at this stage of the game, that seems like 15% of what I'm doing as we're getting into the conversation. But I found myself over the past few years uh, enjoying the teaching side of ministry better and developing that area. And there was a time before that where I actually enjoyed the business side of ministry better and developing in that area. So right now, where are you at and what, what's one of your favorite genres of, of your yeah, we, we had a little bit of this conversation uh, earlier on the on the truck drive up, and, and I love, absolutely love right now um, being able to teach my uh, couple's Sunday school class and really that life stage, and that's really where God has placed me. I've been married now for just over nine years, and we have four young children, and really being able to um, dive into what the Word of God has to say about parenting, what the yeah. Bible has to say about marriage, uh, and really trying to... Uh, help people. And really, we also had this conversation, Ben, who gets helped the most when you're studying out a topic? It's the teacher, That's right? And I knew right. that I needed the yeah. help uh, in my marriage and in my parenting skills. And so I, I love that. Um, we do the activities and it's I think it's just because it's the life stage that I'm in and I know that God has placed us here for a reason. And so to be able to connect with these other groups of people that are going through the exact same thing we are and really being able to Take a look at what does the Bible say about parenting? What does mm. the Bible say about marriage? Yeah. Uh, and using that to, I believe, hopefully improve my life and my marriage and my parenting skills, uh, but then hopefully helping others as well. I, I love, we meet every week 
for class and then also have activities and stuff. But I, that's my favorite. I love doing that each week. Now, I know that there are going to be some people probably listening to this that are in charge of one area of ministry solely. Uh, but do you think that would be rare? Do you think people should expect maybe there's somebody listening to this and they've never been in ministry or they're looking to it, they're just interested in it, or, or maybe they're in it right now and they serve in a church, you know, just by themselves and upper Wisconsin where, you know, there's nobody around for like a country mile and, and, uh, should people expect to wear uh, multiple hats and have multiple responsibilities if they're in ministry? I would assume so. And I think, Ben, you might agree with this. And the people that I've talked to, and I have family members in ministry and, and plenty of friends as well, I don't know that I have ever met or talked to somebody who doesn't do multiple things. And yeah. especially, you know, you brought up the small country church in Wisconsin. I, Wisconsin, I think those people probably do more. Yeah. When you only have one or two staff Absolutely. members, they have to handle everything. They are the preacher. The janitor, the, yeah, the song leader, song leader, yeah. groundskeeper. Exactly. Uh, they count the offer. They do it all. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you are, you're going to expect, I think, have multiple hats. And so that's why I love this topic because I don't know. I really don't. I don't know that there's a place in ministry where you can go and just solely do one thing unless you're a volunteer. But right. if you're paid staff, you are in your we'll just call it a 40 hour work week, which many weeks, right? It's more than that. We know what we're doing, you know, right. all the time it takes. Right. But in, in that time frame, I would be shocked that if there's people who are only doing one thing to, to take that time and to do it well, you know, I believe, especially the longer you're in ministry, hopefully we've learned time management yes. and being able to apply those things to many multiple areas of ministry. Okay. So speaking of time management, um, because I don't know who's listening to this. What does that mean, time management? Sure. To, to, I think to everybody it's going to mean a, a little bit of a different thing. For me, it has been learning how to best take, figure out what is on my task list for that week. And again, you can use you know, a digital platforms to kind of sort through what your task list is going to be that week. But basically taking your task list for the week. And for me, it's, you know, I was telling you we're starting our school here in a little bit. Yep. Um coming up towards the end of this month. And so there's a lot that's on my task list. And so really every Monday, and I, some people take Mondays off. Um, I personally, I love working on Mondays uh, because for me, it's the, it's the perfect time to kickstart my week. And when I get in on Mondays, um, even sometimes Sunday night, right, as I'm laying in bed after church and you start to filter through, but it's what are the things that I need to get accomplished? And you kind of put them in an order and your time management is going to be, how can I accomplish the most off of this list in the shortest amount of time? And so sometimes been time management the best way to be a good time manager is to recruit volunteers to help you yeah uh, but it is basically time management is the better that I can do with this and honestly I believe that this was trained into me from the first place that I worked the better I can get at time management the more that I can see done for the cause of Christ each week and, and I try to help and and have been helped in the more that I can see done for the cause of Christ, that's what God's called me to do. That's why I'm in ministry. And if I'm terrible at time management, I feel like I'm I'm not being a good steward of the paid position that I'm in, but also in what God has called me to do. So I want to make sure I'm getting as much done as possible. Amen. And obviously time management, that, that's an episode we could totally yeah, dive absolutely. in. There's That is just a huge principle and we're not going to dive there, but maybe that'll pique your interest in, um, I mean, there's time management books. Um, you know, I just off the top of my head, I think of the book, getting things done. That's a great right. book. And there's just so many principles and stuff. So, uh, if you've never really dived into that type of topic, 
uh, I would encourage you to, uh, you know, dive into time management, how to utilize your time better. Hey, let me let me ask you this. What are some of the challenges with um, uh, we could say wearing multiple hats or, or having, you know, multiple responsibilities? What are some of the challenges that we deal with and things like that? Yeah, I think, Ben, when you take a look at it, um, wearing multiple hats, as we talked about, is going to be probably pretty commonplace for most of the people who are in ministry. And so anytime that you can't take all of your day to focus on one thing, there's going to be a challenge of how do I allocate my time properly? And we just talked about that, right? Time management. Uh, But as I think about it, honestly, I think that there's two different areas that that are challenging. Number one is going to be ministry-wise. The challenge of wearing multiple hats are you could become stretched too thin. Uh, You could take on five or six or seven or eight different areas of ministry And we'll talk about this, you know, maybe a little bit later on. But just when you do that, uh, you won't be able to finish maybe all of your tasks in that week that need to get done. Uh, You're not able to give 100% of yourself to all of those different ministries. And I think it's a real thing that you have to take a look at. Am I, is the quality of the product that I'm putting forth first class in everything that I do? Mm. Because if I'm having to, you can only give 100% of yourself. Right. And you only have a certain amount of time each week. And if I have eight things that I'm over and each of them takes 10 hours or whatever it would be, there's probably not enough time to get all of those done first class. And I know that every pastor in every place has a different you know, standard as far as what they're expecting. But I believe it should be the job of every, we'll call it a second man, assistant pastor, to do things in such a way that reflects, you reflect the pastor, you Amen. reflect the church, and, and most of all, you reflect our Lord. And to be able to do those things first class. And so, yeah, there's going to be challenges. You might get stretched too thin and not be able to produce a quality product. Uh, but Ben, I think as, as you asked that question, what are the challenges of wearing multiple hats? I also want to make sure that we talk about our families. Yeah. Um, and, and a challenge of that is definitely maybe not giving the proper priority or time to our families. And I mentioned earlier, I've been married for just over nine years. So in no way am I an expert on, on marriage or in parenting, right? My oldest is about to be eight years old. But Ben, I, I've been trained in growing up and at our first, you know, my first ministry and now here, um, my family is my first priority. That's my first ministry to take care of. Amen. And I have to make sure that I am giving them the quality time because we've all heard the statement, if you lose your family, you really, you, you've lost. Yeah. And uh, no, no ministry. And I know I, I, some people may not agree with this, but we're having a podcast, right? We're sure. talking about it. There is absolutely no ministry that is worth losing your family over. Amen. And you have to make sure that the challenge of wearing multiple hats is that you're still taking time and keeping your priorities straight. And that's probably the biggest thing to make sure you're constantly aware of. Yeah. I, I'm just super grateful and I don't know why, but somehow I got that principle early on that our families just the, the essential. And, uh, I think probably that's a more accepted, um, idea now sure than it used to be sure. maybe 20 or 30 or 40 years ago and probably because people did give I mean, honestly right now i can think it just the people i know of pastors that are divorced that lost their families this or that because they gave so much to the ministry they just totally neglected their families and there's nothing spiritual about in my opinion there's nothing spiritual about that there's nothing godly about that they are our first ministry and so um 
I appreciate you bringing that out. Yeah, and and Ben, we 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 talked even on the on the way up here. It is we can do, and this I'm not trying to take God's grace or God's mercy out of the equation. I think we've all been in situations, or even in our churches, we've seen a family stay in church, super faithful. They have a couple of kids. Some of them turn out and some of them don't. What yep. we would say, turn out for the Lord, right? right? And it's like, what did they do different? They, It was the same family. Yep. And so I, I understand that God's grace and God's mercy plays a big part in that. Absolutely. Um, but I also believe that we as parents and we as, as the leaders of our home, as the men, we have a responsibility to make sure that they're taken care of. Amen. You know, we're not going to dive into this topic, but it just makes me think of a discussion I had once and just, I'm just mentioning it. We're sure. not, we're not going to yeah. dive in this direction at all because <laughs> right. our kids are, like you said, yours is eight. My oldest is five. Um, we're experts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like we are ready to write our parenting books. Let's write our teenage parenting books about right now. how to raise teenagers yeah. before we have them. Um, but just that idea, where does personal responsibility of the father end and the personal responsibility of the child pick up, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, what age does that happen? Right. What does that look like? Hey, we're not going to dive into that. We don't know. But that's just a question that I've thought as I've seen rebellious teenagers and parents. And it's like, you know, did they drop the ball? Did right. the teenage drop the ball? Did they do the best that they, you know, it's just, oh, that's a, that's a difficult topic. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait till you find someone who has been there and, and you put it on your ministry minds podcast. Yeah. I, I will definitely tune in. Yeah. Oh man. That would, that's uh that's a deep one to unpack. I've, I've really, I've, I was trying to flush that out with somebody and yeah, we have no idea. So, all right, <laughs> let's move on to something that we, we can talk about a little bit more. Uh, let me ask you this. So we talked about some of the disadvantages um, or some of the challenges of, you know, having those multiple, uh, positions and things that we're responsible for. Let me ask you this. Are there any advantages to learning how to wear multiple hats? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Uh, I think that, you know, it's a great question because I think for us in our, in our, I think our human minds, it's so easy for us to look at maybe some of the disadvantages and maybe something that we don't like. Uh, but, I think there definitely are advantages to learning how to wear multiple hats. I think, you know, we already talked about it. I think one of the main ones is to learn how to be a better time manager. Yep. And if I can continue to gain more responsibility, it almost forces you. Well, I would hope, right? Yeah. You know, if you're a good staff member, it would force you to, okay, I have the same amount of time in my work week and now I have to get more things done. Okay, sit down and figure out how can I accomplish more things. Uh, so I think learning better time management, and then I think we've had this discussion, I think already a little bit before you asked, what do I enjoy doing? And that could change. I think the advantage of wearing multiple hats is that you, through the years, mm. you learn more about yourself yeah. and what you're better suited for. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, when I first started in ministry, I just started off as a school teacher. That was the, basically the only thing that I did. And then I took on a Wednesday night children's program. And then I took on a bus route. And then I, so that, and after going through all of it, it's like, Remember I said in college, oh, I wanted to be a youth pastor. And then coming out now after 10 years, it's like, man, I see now where God has, I believe, gifted me. And I think that's one of the advantages is the more that you can kind of take on, you can see the gifts that God has given to us and where we're suited to better help our pastor and our ministry. And uh, I definitely think that that's an advantage. I think one of the other ones is the more that you're involved in, and we talked about this already, the more that you're involved in, it probably means the more people you're going to need to recruit kind of as a volunteer staff. Yeah. And it develops a closeness 
and a friendship Amen. with other people in the church that you probably would not have uh, needed to connect with yes. unless you had more responsibility. And so to be able to get that team of people around you, and I've, I've had to learn that coming to a new ministry. And when you've been in a place for eight years, and I know that's not a, a long time, but when I was at a place for eight years, you kind of had your go-tos. Right. These are the people that can do this and yep. this and this for me. And then moving to a new ministry, I had to relearn that all over again. Who can I count on? And it's reaching out to these people. And now I look and in the two plus years that I've been there, the people that I'm closest to are the people who are the people that I've recruited to be volunteers in my Sunday school mm-hmm. class, volunteers for the school, volunteers for discipleship, bringing refreshments. It's those are the people that I've developed this closeness and bond with. And I, so I think there's definitely advantages to wearing multiple hats um, it, besides the fact of you're learning to stretch yourself and yeah. do a little bit more. And that's, you know, I believe that God has called us obviously to reach this world for him. And the more that we can do in our day, um, we're only going to see more benefits of that. I think another thing that's cool too is as you grow and develop, you know, because I think about myself when I first started, I would have like such a simple project, yeah. like doing something and it would be such a big deal. It <laughs> exactly. was so hard. Right. It would take me a week to do it. And there are projects that would take me a week to do when I first started that I kid you not take me like five minutes now. Sure. So that's a huge blessing as you grow and develop skills and abilities. Uh, you just become more valuable, not like, you know, you know, we, we call ourselves more valuable, but you're just able to do so much more in such a short amount of time. And then kind of what you said with the volunteer thing, you now have the ability to reproduce yourself in Absolutely. the lives of others. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, that's a great point. And uh, exactly what you mentioned when I first started and it was just a teaching job. And then by the time I left eight years later, if you would have told me day one, when you leave, these are all the things you're going to be over. I would have said, there's no way. Yeah. I, I, how would I even have enough time to get all those things done? But you develop and you learn and you become, like I said, better at time management and recruiting people. And uh, I, I truly believe the longer you're there at a place, you know, the, the Lord gives you bigger shoulders to yes, kind of carry, sure. you know, more load. And, and that's the goal. And if you're, uh, if you're listening to this and you're an assistant pastor, you're a second man, that's the goal. What can I do to be a benefit to my pastor? Yeah. How can I ease his burden? And if that means taking more on without having any repercussions on my family and priority number one, that's what we're there to do. Amen. And we are to try to eliminate uh, as much burden from him as we can. And so, yeah, definitely. That's a, you had a great thought on that as well. Uh, if somebody, if in our church right now where I serve, if if my dad came to me and he's like, hey, I just want you to youth pastor, I would be like, oh, my word, what would I do with all my time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Literally, right. Like I said, it's like 10 to 15 percent of what I do. Um, but I do just as much as when I first started, if not more. I would right. say I do way more in the youth pastor side than when I first started. And uh, so anyways, yeah, you'll grow, you'll develop. Maybe you're listening to this and you're a, a new youth pastor. Uh, this is what I would say. Do the absolute best in the position that you have. Once you feel like you're starting to get a grasp on your ministry and things are starting to go smoothly, you, you know what I mean? Like, right. A lot of times, especially for, for us, we do the same thing the next year as we did the last year. What works? You know, let's uh, reevaluate that. Okay, let's do that again. What didn't work? All right, let's scrap that. But you start to get in your, your routine, and you once you got it down, 
ask yourself, how can I start adding value to our ministry in, in other ways, whether you've been asked to or not? Hey, how can I add value? And uh, that's what I've always done. And I've I have learned so much. I'm not going to dive into it all, but from photography to Photoshop to graphic design, websites, um, video uh, communication, just continue on and on. You know, God can do so much with you and you'll look back at right now, especially if you're a young guy and you'll be like, oh, that was adorable. I used to just do that. Absolutely. That's <laughs> so cute. All right. Let me ask you this. Um, can somebody have too many responsibilities? I would say that they probably could. I mean, I think even at times in my own life and ministry, there have been times where I've had to kind of step back and see, okay, what am I, what am I over right now? And then this goes back to the very beginning. When we say too many responsibilities, I think Ben, you and I would probably agree that if we needed to take on more, even with what we're already doing, we could, but what is the product that mm. we're putting out? And I think that that's been that's been instilled into me, you know, even from Bible college and then at, at the first place I served is I want to put out and I know it's it's personal preference, but I want to put out a product that is first class Amen. a plus. Yep. And if I'm doing 15 things that week, it may reduce the quality of the end product. And so I think as staff members we have to be careful. I just said, our goal is to take the burden off of our pastor. Yeah. And that's that's the goal. That's as a, as a second man assistant pastor. That's what we need to do. Uh, but I think you can. I think you can have too many responsibilities uh, if what you're producing begins to drop in quality. Um, ben, we all have the same amount of time in a day. Uh, but great are the ones who can multiply themselves. And you talked about that. So maybe it is I need to take on another area of ministry, but what I need to do there is I need to put together a team to where what is required is maybe 10 hours of work, but I myself am only doing one or two of those hours. Um, But you do. You have to be careful, and it goes back to then again. I think I have been so guilty, I think, of I'm going to take on more responsibility and the people who end up getting hurt is my family yeah. because I need to say, hey, I need to work this extra day this week or I need to stay, go in early and stay late for these five straight days. And uh, are there seasons? There, absolutely. Right. There are very busy seasons. Right. And, and right now I happen to be in one of those. Sure. Right, I'm here preaching this week and then we start school in less than 10 days. And my, my wife is unbelievable. She's great and she understands that. But if that season turns into a year long and two years long. It's unhealthy. It is very unhealthy. Yep. It's unhealthy for us physically, I think, uh, but especially for our families. So you do. I think you do have to be careful of, of, of having too many responsibilities. When you become taxed, your family becomes taxed, and when the product that you're putting forth begins to reduce in quality. Absolutely. For my wife and I, one of the things that we... I, I think this is just maturing and growing you know, as you grow in ministry and you start to realize what it feels like and looks like Mm -hmm. to have been pushing too hard for too long. And there will be times where I can sense it. I can sense my relationship between my wife and I is just not what it should be. Not because there's sin involved, but just because of the sheer busyness of life. And, um, I've had to take times like that and be like, all right, this weekend we're getting away. Like, you know, it's like God just hits me with a, with a ton of bricks and he's like, you better, you need to get your priorities straight. So there's been times where I've had to do that or 
there are also very busy seasons in our life and we strategically plan vacations or getaways after those um or maybe even like a week after it so we're not like exhausted the whole sure. trip but we try to you know be strategic about that and uh i just rest and and, and getting away so yeah there are going to be busy times but we also need to balance those out with with rest and i mean jesus christ is a perfect example of that but i also think exactly. this is something we'll be managing our whole life i was i was talking to a vice president of a of a bible college a pretty good sized bible college and i was asking him the same idea questions hey how do you you know what I mean? It's like, good grief, man. What don't you do? <laughs> we do so many things. Sure. And he's like, hey, you want me to be honest with you? Most of the things I don't do well. Hmm. And he's like, I just, I feel terrible about it. But they keep, I keep getting more things put on me and I just don't do them well. And I have to choose to do someone. And he was saying it in a guilty way. Um, but I think, so even like that, a president of a Bible co- or a vice president of a Bible college, he's, he's, he's. I don't know what how old he is, but probably in his like late fifties, early sixties, and he's still trying to manage that same tension. Yeah, and I think Ben too. It goes back to being a, you know, you, you talk about a vice president, but it, I think it goes back to even just trying to be a good staff member. Yeah. And your goal on that is again to try to eliminate the burden and the take things off of the pastor's plate. And and honestly, Ben, I think that the longer you're there, it, it's a positive that the pastor has the trust and faith in you to put more things on your plate. Um, But you definitely have to balance that and make sure that, that it's not too much. How do we know how, how, what signs are there or how do we know when we're being stretched too thin? (laughs) Uh, That's a great question. I would, it's a question that I believe first before anything else uh, we need to pray and ask God, I mentioned this earlier, to increase our shoulders. I think sometimes we ask God to take things away or we ask our pastor to take things away right. when really God is saying, I'm, I want to give you the strength and, and larger shoulders to help mm. carry this load. Mm. Um, and so I, first off, before even anything else, I want to say we need to pray and try to take that load mm. on. Um, but we, I think we know we're being spread too thin and in some of this may be repetitive, Ben, but I think because when your family starts to suffer because of your work, yeah, that's when you know, and you just mentioned that, right? When there's busy seasons and you can sense, man, my, my marriage isn't quite right. Uh, my, my, there's something off in my kids. Yep. Um, you know, it may be because you're being spread too thin. And when you, we already mentioned this, but I think when you begin to see and you begin to sense that the work that you're doing is not up to par with what it should be. Um, you know, you may be thinking, I've got these 10 things on my plates and I think I'm doing them well. But then when you go back in, and that is a, it is a huge, and this is another podcast in itself, not for me, but for someone who's better at it than I, but <laughs> going back after events and taking a look right. and saying, man, yeah. what went well and what didn't go sure. well. If you're continually saying, man, I don't know if that actually went as well as I thought, when the product begins to diminish, um, and I think, too, you, you know you're being spread too thin when you put together your task list like I do each week. And constantly, constantly you are finding that you're not able to get enough stuff done. Mm. And there are things, right? I have things on my task list right now that are for school for December that we'll start to work on. But things that are for this week, if I continually am not able to get enough done, I think it's a sign that you might be stretched too thin and you need to then kind of refocus your priorities on on a few things to make sure that those get taken care of. 
let me let me follow up with that and just uh, ask you um, kind of along the same lines, because this is where we this is where we're at. Right. We don't want to be lazy. Sure. Of course not. But we don't want to be overextend ourselves and be too aggressive. So I know that this is it's a constant tension that we're trying to to manage. But how do we in our own lives? Because, for example, I'm just trying to figure out how to illustrate this. One of my youth leaders, if I asked him to do a lesson in, in let's say, in a in a in a class, that's going to take him three weeks. Right. To do a lesson. Whereas for me, whatever, I do like three lessons a week or four or whatever. And so for me, that's not a big deal. But for him, it is. So for him, that would be everything that he can handle for the next three weeks preparing for that lesson. I mean, he's praying about it. He's laboring. He's going out to lunch by himself Mm -hmm. every day and just (laughs) laboring over this passage. And um, so how do we know in ourselves? Because I can't I don't really think you can put a number on it No. because you look at people and people have different competencies. They have Mm -hmm. different abilities. So what we have to do is we have to discern ourselves in our own lives. How do we know when we're being too lazy? And I don't want to say the word lazy, but I mean, there are people in ministry that are lazy. Right. Let's just be honest. How do we know if we're tipping over into that laziness or if we're tipping over into that overextension being too aggressive. Yeah, and I think you you put you put a great thought on it even with that youth leader scenario and I I'm a firm believer that everybody is given different spiritual gifts, mm. but I believe that we all have the same capabilities as far as how much we're going to put into each workday. Yeah. Um you know, you you may be gifted in teaching or study and, and things like that, but even the thought that goes along with that is are what we taking our time for is that what's most valuable Hmm. and i would ask ourselves this question is what i am doing does that have the most impact on the cause for christ Hmm. you know how do we narrow our focus then right on things that if we feel like maybe we're being stretched too much as compared to being lazy I think it's asking yourself, is what I'm doing impacting the cause of Christ? And um, that is really, especially being in ministry, that's that's what we're there for. Yeah. And also, I think, too, it, it's connecting and figuring out if you feel like you're being stretched too thin. It's connecting what do you think, or maybe it's a conversation you have with your pastor of, what does he want you to focus most on? Yeah. Um, and I guess I, I, I think even in my mentality, I come from the side of, okay, maybe I have too much stuff, right? Not like the lazy side, right, right. but what does your pastor want you to focus on and finding that balance of, okay, if I can get these three or four or five things done this week, I know that's what my pastor wants and that's what I'm going to put all of my attention to. Um, and then lastly, it would be kind of what, what gives you the best return on your time yeah you just mentioned there are some people you give them one lesson and it's going to take them three weeks yeah um they i believe that if it's a youth leader it's great they need to everybody i think could use more understanding and help in how to study scriptures and teach but for that person for that period of time in their life it's probably not a great return on their investment as time goes right? right you have three weeks that you're preparing for something for us we need to look at the time that i'm spending at work, and that's the difference, I think, because we're talking right now about paid staff people. What is giving me the most return on my time that I'm spending there? And if you feel like it's too little, then what can I increase? If it's too much, 
what is going to give the best product for the Lord and that my pastor wants me to take a narrowed focus on. Mm. And that's what I'm going to attack first. Um, and I think that would give you then a good balance each week as to things that you can kind of attack starting the week. And that would give you an idea. If you attack those things first and you have extra time left over or you have nothing left to do, mm. Ben, I think that might be a good sign of, okay, maybe I'm not going to use the word lazy, but maybe there are more things we can add onto our plate. Um, or on the other side of, I spent all of my work time and I still have these extra things left over. Uh, it might be good to try to recruit a team of volunteers or other people to try to help maybe lessen some of that load. Mm, good. Some good stuff right there. Um, I had a follow-up thought and I totally forgot what That's it was. Okay. I was That's okay. So right. I was so <laughs> engaged with what you were saying. Sure. And I, I had a, a follow-up uh, question and it just kind of slipped my mind because I was like, man, that's just so good. Uh, man, I really wish I could remember what I was going to say. All right, let's 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 continue on. Let me ask you this. Uh, we feel like our leadership is put, because, you know, we all come, we all have different leaders. Right. Um, some people listening to this are the senior leaders. Obviously, you set your own agenda mm -hmm. in that. Right. So I think that's really important, especially with what we were just talking about. Um, but some of us serve underneath yeah. people, and mm -hmm. I believe there's even a higher majority of that. There are way more leaders who are not the senior leaders than there are senior leaders. Yeah. Right. So for every senior leader, you they have people that serve underneath them. Uh, but even those leaders underneath the senior leader also have volunteers and people that serve underneath them. So, so let me say this. You feel like you're being stretched too thin. Um, you've really taken this before the Lord. You, you Let's just say you get to the point where you know. You've talked to your wife. Da -da. We, I know I'm being asked to do more than I can do. And I need because this does happen. Mm -hmm. I need, you know, depending on the leader, I need to take a break or I need, you know, to put on the brakes a little right. bit. How do you appeal to your senior leader? And that is that is been probably one of the biggest or hardest things to do. And again, I I would assume that most of the people listening to this would probably be men on paid staff, right? And yeah. if you're like me, it's like I've got a male ego and it's like I can handle anything. <laughs> or the difficulty been in going to your senior pastor, the person who, you know, obviously it's the ties and whatnot, but the person who has brought you on and they're paying your salary to go to them and say, listen, I can't handle all of this. That takes, you know, it takes a lot of guts first yeah. to try to do that. Sure. And I would, I would start by saying this. Um, don't, don't start with frustration because mm. I think I've been in ministry 10 years and I think anybody who's been in ministry any length of time could probably use this microphone and say the same thing. It is very, very easy for us to begin pointing fingers or judging other people's time yeah. spent in Ooh, ministry. That's good. It's very easy for us to become frustrated and it's very easy and it's, and it's almost sinful Ben for us to then, um, compare, right? Yeah. Don't, Bible says don't compare right. yourselves. And it's like, I did this, 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 and this, and what man, this doing? person, exactly. What are they doing? Exactly. And it becomes so easy if there are multiple staff members, mm. when you feel you're, you have too much and you look around and you're like, I don't understand this. And it is very easy to become frustrated. But I mentioned this earlier, Ben, I, I would come from the vantage point of be thankful that your pastor or your senior leader has the confidence in giving you multiple things to handle. Mm. Uh, it may be as you look and compare yourself to someone else, they only have one or two jobs, maybe because that's all that they can handle. Mm. And I, it's very, we have to not come from a place of frustration. And I think I truly believe that any pastor I would hope 
will listen and try to adapt if you approach with a correct spirit. If you come frustrated and, and upset, uh, I, I don't think that that's going to go very well. Ben, the Bible says, only by pride hmm. cometh contention. And isn't that in our own minds? That's that's comparing ourselves, right? We think we're doing more than someone else, and we fail to often see how much the pastor's carrying or how much someone else is doing it, and we're so focused on ourselves, uh, but I, I truly believe, and I've, I've had to do this, so you're asking someone who mm. has done this before, and you come to the pastor, and you lay out what you're doing. You know, you're asking, how do we do it? I'm going to tell you what I did. You come and you say, here are the things that are on my plate, and pastor, this is the amount of time that it takes me to do each of these projects, and I've, and, and I hopefully by this point, we've recruited teams of volunteers to help, and so you can say, this project normally takes 10 hours. It's four hours of my own time. And you lay it all out and you show this is 50, 60, 70 hours of work mm. that, I, that, I'm, that is on my plate right now. What would you like for me to focus on mm. first? And if you can come and say, listen, and come with the spirit of, I'm here to help you as a pastor. I'm here to help our church. I want the cause of Christ to go forward. I feel like I might be stretched a little bit too thin. Here's what's on my plate. Is there something that you would like for me to take off? Here's how much time it all takes. And again, maybe that's just coming from someone who it's, it's continually evolving, but who tries to be good at time management. And so you have all of it laid out. Um, but I, the biggest thing is, is don't, don't come in a mode or a sense of frustration comparing ourselves um come come with a humble what jesus was the ultimate leader and he was a servant mm. and that's really what we are to be if we're say you know a second man and really come and and be a servant and say i think i'm stretched too thin here's what's on my plate come with a humble spirit and I'd, i truly believe that if that were to happen that and there may be a few pastors who that wouldn't sit well with yeah. um, but for the far majority i think if it's done right sure um it will help. It will alleviate you the stress of every day feeling like you can't get enough done. Mm. It will alleviate the stress of you feeling like you're going, you're failing somebody. Because here's what happens, Ben: you either feel like you're failing your pastor, so you stay and get all this stuff done, and then now you feel like you're failing your family. Mm. And it, you mentioned it earlier. It's such a fine line, um, but it, it's a joy that we can't forget. Though the Lord has put us into, man, I love the verse. He hath counted me faithful putting me into the ministry Amen. and it is a joy and I think sometimes we lose that joy when we come we become so focused on what's going on and, and how busy or how much we have on our plate yeah and I we've mentioned this a few times and I don't think this can be overstated and I think this would actually be a, a decent episode to do just on how to work with and manage volunteers but that's been a game changer for me Absolutely. when I stopped trying to do everything myself and uh, there's so many principles there, you know, like at, from the where people aren't going to do it as good as you do to right. having a mentoring mentality to having a teaching mentality. And that's just a literally there is buckles and buckles of training, but start learning how to utilize volunteers. I, I heard this one great um, um, guy. He had a huge company and before he would move guys into the next level of leadership, he would make them go run a nonprofit for a year. Oh, wow. 
because he said, if you can learn how to utilize volunteers, inspire them, manage them, if you can do that with people that don't have to do what you're telling them to because they're volunteers, right? That's, that's the thing with volunteers. They don't have to. They're not getting exactly. paid. Exactly. Right? right? Someone's getting paid. I mean, that's your job. You have to. But if you can learn how to utilize and volunteers and keep them right, because you got to keep volunteers and, you know, if you're a bad leader, they're just going to leave. And he's like, if you can learn how to do that, you're ready to move. So he'd make them do that for a year. Once they're able to accomplish that and be successful, they were able to move into the next level of leadership. And I don't think utilizing volunteers could be overstated. That was just such a game changer when I started doing that like five years ago. Absolutely. And I, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. And I, I truly believe that those who are getting the most done in ministry are those who have recruited mm. the most help. Yeah. And it's how well can we multiply ourselves? I, I sat under someone who was on staff at my, the first church I worked at and um, they said they try and they attempt and it didn't always work out this way, but each week the stuff that was on their task list, let's say it was setting up a room mm. for an event yeah. or vacuuming something. And technically that fell under their right. responsibility yeah. because that was their event. Right. And he said to me, he said, I do my very best to recruit volunteers for anything that I don't have to do. And not, not, in, a, not in a demeaning way, right. but if I can get someone to come and help set up for that person, Ben, that may be the world to them. Yes, It is their way of being involved in something. And I think if you are like me, I, I do sometimes have a hard time at delegating because uh, it's, you're right, it's taking the time to train somebody. Yep. Or it is, you, you almost feel bad. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm not, I gotta I'm not call doing you. my job, yeah, you know, exactly. or I'm making them do something I just do don't want to do. Yeah, it's exactly it. But I have come to find out the majority of people want to do something. Amen. And if I can find someone in a, in non demeaning way to come and set up a room or to vacuum the church or to whatever it is, that's their way of being involved, and it gives you more time during the day to get more things done. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a phenomenal help to me and I, I'm not the best at it, but I know that I couldn't get everything done each week if I didn't have a volunteer, a group right. of volunteers. So that's absolutely true. I even think about like this camping trip that we're on right now. Um, I'm always now that I've grown in this area, I am constantly looking for ways to give away leadership and authority, you know, right. And to trust them and to give them full authority and not to step on their toes or to, but even like, so, so when I come here to these camping trips now, I mean, I used to run everything before these things were so stressful cause I did sure. everything, but now I just got people over all the different areas. And when people come to me for questions, I'm like, Hey, you know, go talk to your tent captain, go talk to the program director, go talk to the cook, go talk to, Absolutely. to this person, go talk to the driver. These guys are running their departments and we're just going to let them do that. And guess what? It frees me up to sit down in a trailer while they're all running the program <laughs> yeah. out there and have conversations Absolutely. with their guests. Yes, a podcast. And so, I mean, what what a great way. I'm able to utilize my time. We're here recording a podcast. And guess what? This camping trip that I'm technically running right now is running just fine with us sitting in here for an hour. And they all got their thing going on out there. Absolutely. And Ben, I think, too, if we're – it is – when you start off in ministry – um, I think that might be difficult to do because to do what you just said, and this is a compliment to you, it takes a secure leader hmm. to give other people leadership hmm. because you're now not being the person that everybody has to go to. Right. You're now not being the man in charge. Right. This week you've had someone else be the program director. And I remember at times kids would come to you or I would come to you. Hey, what, what's up? What's next on the agenda? Hey, go talk to so-and-so. They're in charge. Yep. And it is, it's not a passing of the buck. It is you're putting other people in leadership and authority to grow them, 
and now look it eases your burden as yeah. well and this has become an easier week to manage because you put other people in leadership and it ta- it really does it takes a secure leader to be able to put other people in leadership and not feel everybody's not coming to me not everybody's looking at me Um, so you've done a great job this week and I think that that's something that we all could I think learn a little bit more of I think it's definitely hard when you first start doing it but what's crazy is that the for me so I'm just speaking from experience I'm not like massively experienced so you know take (laughs) it for what it's worth but it seems like the people that underneath my authority that I put into areas of leadership and I bolster that leadership, like for example, I could say what we're doing today. I could just go ahead right. and, and move him to the side and make that decision because I'm ultimately in charge. But when I put, his name's Thad, when I put Thad and I say, hey, listen, talk to Thad. Um, and then even if I want to change, what I do is I go talk to Thad and say, hey, is it okay if we change this today because of such and such situations that happen? Right. If not, that's fine, but I'm just, I would like to know. What that does for what I've experienced is they appreciate it so much more and it strengthens my leadership through that. And they build a loyalty to you because you show them that honor and respect. And I honestly, and I know it does happen, but for me personally, never once have I had somebody that I've put in an area of leadership underneath me that I've bolstered that leadership, mentored them and helped them that have tried to use that against me. Yeah. Never once. Yeah. It always strengthens my leadership. Yeah, and, and you hit, you you finished up well, and I don't know how much more needs to be labored on it, but I think it's it's a great finishing point to say it it builds other people's trust in you, and so often myself included, we try to handle everything because maybe you're afraid of how they're going to run it. They may run it a little bit differently than you. And so you try to keep all of that and it just, what it adds to your plate, it stresses you out. Mm. Well, let's be honest. Ministry stress is a real thing Yeah, and trying to get everything done. Um, and then like you mentioned, it may demean that relationship that you have with someone else and you could really grow that if you would just allow them to have a little bit of leadership. And so, yeah, you, you said it exactly right. Mike, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I, I appreciated being here. I, I, like I said, I'm a subscriber and listener and um, a pleasure of my lifetime. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, your uh, your love gift just went up a little bit for us. Uh... <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that is the right thing. You don't see me uh, slipping the, you guys can't see me slipping this 20 across the <laughs> desk here. So, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. We really do enjoy these podcasts. Um, I love talking with our guests and, uh, I know Mike and I, neither of us are old, right? We're, I'm 34 right now currently. And so some people listening to this might think that's old. Some people listening to this might think we're still children. So (laughs) it depends on your genre. Guess what? You're all right. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, we don't know much, but we do have a little bit of experience. Right. And so, you know, for example, there's a topic that I shared with Mike that, you know, I'd like to discuss and neither of us are just qualified to discuss the topic because neither of us feel like we're in a position where we can talk with authority or or confidence or or liberty on that topic because it's just a little bit deeper than either of us have so i'll have to get a a senior pastor that's just a bit older so but there are some things that god has taught us and um i just you know we're just happy to share that and uh we're, we're not saying that we're right on everything what we've said it just comes from our hearts so yeah absolutely and i once again i appreciate you having me on and, and as you talk today you know about wearing multiple hats i would you know anybody who's listening finish up by saying I am no way today in anything that I said, you know, feel like the expert. I have, 
I have learned from uh, watching others. Amen. And if this can be of help to you, and if there's just one area you can take and adapt to yourself, and then go teach someone else, Amen. and that's really what this is about. And so I appreciate you having me on. It's it, honestly, it's been uh, it's been a, a good time today. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today on the Ministry Minds Podcast. My name is Ben White. I am your host. If you get a chance, jump over onto the your favorite podcast and app, rate and review the podcast. We sure would appreciate it. And I look forward to all the great conversations we have coming up here in uh, the near future. Got some great topics coming up, uh, some things I'm really excited about. Showed Mike some of the topics. He was excited about them, and uh, I know you will be too. So look forward to seeing you here next time on the Mr. Minds Podcast. Have a great day. Peace. Peace.